Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Hello, welcome to I Don't Know How She Does It on the Mamma Mia Women's Network, brought to you by Combank's Start Smart program. I'm Sarah McDonald. Now, this is a podcast where we're exploring the lives of those who make the impossible look possible. Because we suspect a lot of women are like ducks. It's all calm on the top, but underneath the water, they are paddling like crazy. And today we're going to find out how Mia Friedman paddles because Mia has ducked into the podcast. She's the content director and co-founder of the Mamma Mia Women's Network and she has one of those rare abilities to be everywhere at once. She has three children and she's going to tell us how she does it. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm thinking with you... There's probably no average day. So this no, is going to be a is. bit I'm tricky. A, I'm an absolute creature You're of routine. You're a creature of routine. Oh, my God, I love routine. That's good because thus far we have not had routine. Really? Yeah. It's my favourite thing. So um, I really like routine. It's a really good way. I, I never realised this. I found it out after I was diagnosed with anxiety. But it's a way that I subconsciously have treated my anxiety all my life by gravitating towards routines. I like to do the same thing every day. Okay, but within that, there's a lot of change because of your work, I guess. You get the yeah, variety but, that way. Yeah, but the closer I can keep to doing the same thing every day, the happier I am. Okay, so how does the day start? What time do you get up? Um, I get up, um, I like to think I get up at 6. I get up, you know, between 6 and 6.30. Um, so the alarm goes off at 6? The alarm goes off at that time. And then I go straight downstairs and get on the treadmill. Um, I used to have a cup of tea before I did that, and my God, I wish I still could, but my kids really like to have breakfast with me in the morning. So I, what I did was I cut out that beautiful, it was my favourite time of the day, sitting there and having a cup of tea before everybody else in the family got Wakes up. up. Yeah. But it was not serving the rest of the family well. Serving me really well. But So anyway, I gave that up. So now I go straight onto the treadmill. In your jammies. Pretty much in my jammies. That's I've always exercised at home for reasons of time efficiency. Okay. Um, telly in front of the treadmill. Absolutely, telly in front of the treadmill. Um, channel surfing between ABC News Breakfast, Sunrise, and the Today Show. Sometimes we'll also listen to um, Radio National or ABC Local News as well. So I can just really hoover up as much information and news in the morning as I can. So I'll do about half an hour on the the elliptical and the and the treadmill. Then um, the kids will wake up. Jace will, uh, my husband, will start getting their breakfast organised. I'll then sit down with them and have breakfast with them and we'll grab a few minutes together. You do a proper meal. No, I have, I have, no, 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 we just talk. So I have a green smoothie every morning for breakfast. Again, I have the same thing for breakfast every day. Um, and they have whatever they have, wheat bix or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then we have a few chats then. Upstairs, shower while listening to um, the radio on through my phone. So, again, usually at the ABC, Brand Kelly on ABC Radio National. 
Um, and then I will take usually one child to school and Jace will take the other child to school. We drive, even though we drive to the same office, we drive separately. Yes, you're very firm about that, aren't you? Very firm. It's always been, you know, working together with your husband or your partner is very, very challenging. And it's taken us sort of five years to work out how to do it well. And I was adamant from the start that driving separately was one of the keys to not getting a divorce. And it also enables double drop-off at separate schools. Yeah, it's easy for us to do a single drop-off if we want to, but it's also we found it's quite good for the children to have some time apart in the mornings because they often fight. (laughs) Um, So it's good. I think when you've got two children around the same age, they get lumped together so often that firstly it makes them fight and secondly you never get any one-on-one time together. You sort of treat them as a bit of a lump. So we have that time and the time you spend in the car with your kids can be the best time you'll spend with them all day. Um, So drop the kid at school. The eldest one gets himself to school. He's completely self-sourcing. Often we'll chuck the dog in the car as well, park a few blocks away from the office and um, walk through Surrey Hills to the office. Usually get there about half past eight. And do you park a few blocks away so you can get the dog walk in? Because Jane Kennedy had the dog problem where she had a new puppy, which had just made yes. her life a triple She's pike a with the somersault getting the puppy. You've got an old dog <laughs> we that doesn't do. need as much exercise. No, not only does he not need much exercise, some days he refuses to come to work. So he's only prepared to work part-time. <laughs> Sometimes he'll just sit at the top of the stairs and go, no, I'm not coming in today. So it does serve to actually walk the dog as well, but we park a few blocks away just so that because that's the only place we could get parking. There's no parking in our building. Okay. All right. So you've got to work and by then it's nearly nine o'clock. The kids are at school. The dog's with you. Yeah. Depending on whether it wants to be or not. And you've got another green smoothie or is this the same no, one no, you've no. still I've, been trying I've to now drink since 7am? I've changed up my routine. I used to bring my green smoothie to work. I now drink it in the morning. Okay. Gosh. I know. It's very complicated. I've swapped my morning tea for my morning smoothie and now I have my tea as soon as I get to work. Now the day is kind of planned out in the office, but there's Mm -hmm. a lot of variety within that. Mm -hmm. Um, What would a typical morning at the office involve for you, managing time? So we have, um, the Mamma Mia Women's Network has four websites and we have about 100 staff, um, mostly across Sydney and Melbourne. So we have about 20 staff in Melbourne and about 80 in our Sydney office. Um, About half of those are editorial and the other half are sales and development and and different parts of the business, activations, implementations. So um, we have a stand-up circle meeting with everyone from all the websites every morning, all the editorial people. So that's usually, depending on who's working that day, it's anywhere between 20 and 30 people. We also have the interns in that. Um, And what we do is that we go through um, each site's numbers from the day before, how each post did, or the top posts and the bottom posts from the day before. and any particular learnings from that day. And then we have, we used to have a giant inflatable breast that we threw, that we would throw around the circle. Someone stole that. So now it's whatever we can find this morning. It was a little troll doll. But the idea is to just, you randomly throw it to someone in the circle and they say what their, the story is that they're most interested in reading about that day. day. Mm -hmm. And it gives you, it's great because you get everything from the light to the shade, which is what our websites and what women's lives are really about. So people, and because everybody has a very, we've got women in there from their fifties to their twenties and even some teenagers. And um, if they're interns and that gives you a really diverse mix because everybody organically looks online and looks at very different media. Yeah. But by the time you've done that, by the time the breast, which has now disappeared, Mm. was thrown around, you had already seen, you'd read the, you'd, you'd already heard the radio and your television in the morning, you were across things yeah. from overseas, you've read the sites yeah. of the day as well. When do you squeeze that in? 
Um, oh, I just, you know, probably when I'm meant to be talking to my children over breakfast, they keep saying, stop looking at your phone. That's their big bugbear at the moment. So I try consciously lately to not do that. But I've always had the ability to get across a wide variety of information in a short, short period, period of, time. of time. So I know a little bit about a lot of things. Mm. It's interesting, though. Most parents are saying to their children, stop looking at the I phone know. at the breakfast table. <laughs> My, my eldest son, my teenager, and I have always had a bit of a, um, a Dina and Safi relationship from like AbFab, so he's more the parent than I am. But, yeah, uh, in what we do in digital publishing, you have to be across. And for me, I do it very instinctively. It's just organically. I, I just literally surf the net and see what I'm interested in, following links, visiting my favourite sites, you know, catching up with people in the lift, you know, as I walk in in the morning before we have our stand-up meeting. And then each site splits up to talk more in depth about what they're going to be doing that day. And then how will you kind of stretch yourself? As as Mamma Mia gets bigger, how do you stretch yourself further amongst so many more staff and websites and TV now and Mm. all of the the podcasts? podcasts. It's a little bit like triage, so it's whoever needs me most. Um, Obviously, what I want to try to do is make myself pretty redundant. So every site has an editor, every site has who is the champion of that that site and who knows that site inside out far better than me Um, every site has their own team so I kind of consider that I work for the editors so the editors will come to me and say can you write a post about this today or if I've mentioned something they'll say oh will you write that up for us Um, or if I see a link somewhere that I think could make a good post I'll pop it in we communicate internally via a a system called Slack, which is a software system that a lot of big companies, particularly startups, use, which is like an internal communication system. So we use it instead of email. Um, and it's really, really brilliant. Um, so I'll have um, on my computer maybe 30 different Slack, Slack windows with different combinations of people. So I might have one just with the editors in it. I might have a Mamma Mia one, a Glow one, a, a Motherish one, a... Um, What's the other site? Debrief Daily one, one for the podcasts. And it means that um, it, it's a much more efficient way to communicate in real time uh, as opposed to email. And but I, it's I never pick up It's anything phone. but Slack. It's constantly it's instant. The opposite it's of Slack. always it, in your face. Yeah. And it never kind of, shut down. What do you, how have you found it? I mean, you've come in and you've started using it. Is it daunting? Is it good? It's a little bit daunting at first and, and you get these little messages. But if you go to the loo and the little message comes up and you haven't checked your Slack for a while, then you're out of the loop and you do feel like, oh, I missed that. So you're constantly feeling you've got to be on mm. your toes with it. But you can go away and come back and you can go back and see yeah. what you've yeah. missed. And also not everything in every window is for you all the time. So anyway, it's a good way for us, particularly because we work across Melbourne and Sydney and our editorial teams are split. So um, we have the majority of our our editorial team in Sydney, but we have some in Melbourne. And so it means that um, we're able to use that and also Google Hangout so that we can see each other um, really effectively to communicate because we are all in constant communication all day. So in terms of this, you've, you've got things, so many things going on at once, but you've got a routine that really is your sort of kind of structural rib cage that's holding all the kind of organs in that are that are operating all the time. Um, you do various things through the day. You manage the office. You're writing posts. When mm. do you leave the office, given that you yeah. never really leave in your yeah, brain? Yeah, I never really leave. But, um, you know, mostly I will be in the office all day. So I never go to lunches. I never leave the office to have lunch. 
um, someone will go out and get a salad for me when they're you out. You don't do lunch. You're and a lady I don't ever do lunch. lunches. I will not do social lunches or business lunches. I just find them a massive disruption and a big time waste. So um, I will always be eating my lunch, standing up at my desk or somewhere else in the office while I'm doing something else. Um, uh, I might have to go out to do a presentation to an advertiser um, or I might have to come to go and record the podcast or go and record a video for a client. But on an average day, I am in the office all day until about 3.30 most days or 4 o'clock. And that's when I leave. Um, my daughter does after school activities. I've got my son, my younger son in aftercare. And um, so I pick, I pick them both up after school and we're usually home by five at the latest. You're listening to a podcast called I Don't Know How She Does It and Mia Friedman is telling us how she does it. And just a word now from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Combank's Start Smart program, which is changing the way young people learn about finance. It's a series of educational workshops. They're delivered uh, by experts who are designed to teach money management in a way that's going to actually inspire rather than worry you. And it's aiming to really make you change the way that young people learn about finance and money. Let's talk about money mm. a bit, Mia, because childcare must have cost a bit over the years. Activities mm. cost a lot of money. Oh, so much. And after school, and care, after school costs care costs money. Do you see it as a worthwhile investment or do you just see it as that is what needs to be done? Um, it's both. It's really interesting. I hear so many women talking about how um, oh, it's hardly worth going back to work because all the money I make will go straight into childcare. Now, you never hear the man say that. You never hear a father say that. So it's always somehow the wife's salary or the mother's salary is weighed against the childcare expenses. But the other thing is that it's not just a quid pro quo. I mean, that women work for a whole bunch of reasons. One is because we really love it. Um, not everyone's lucky to enough to love their job, but... Um, it's also in it we work as an insurance policy because I think it's absolutely crucial to stay with with one foot in the workforce um, because it's not just about sort of Sheryl Sandberg ironically talked about leaning in. It's not just from an ambition point of view and being the COO of Facebook, but when something unthinkable happens like your husband suddenly dies like Sheryl's did or if um, your husband leaves you or if you're suddenly in a situation where um, you need to work and you haven't worked for a long time, that can be a disaster. That can completely derail your life. So I think it is incredibly dangerous for women to completely step away from the workforce at so any investment stage in and their insurance, life. yeah. Yeah. But you're not the money person at Mamma Mia. No. Your husband, or in Jason, is the CEO. Yes, so at home as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you don't kind of weigh it all up. You just... No, it's interesting. We had separate bank accounts for a, for probably the first 10 years of our marriage, I'd say, almost. Um, or the first 10 years of our relationship, we had separate bank accounts because I just always kind of thought that I needed my own money and needed to be independent. And perhaps I do. Um, and I certainly have always earned my own money, but, um, it's not, you know, I think that we divide and conquer. And I think in any household, um, you know what you're good at and know what you're not good at. And you have either an unwritten or an explicit dividing of the, the responsibilities. And for us, he deals with that. Okay. So you get home, it's five o'clock, you're tired. You're cranky. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not finished working. And you're not finished working. You know, and we're, we're heading up face... to peak hour for online. That's right. So you're heading up to peak hour for, for your network and you're heading up to homework, the dreaded homework or yes. the music practice. 
and the hungriness and the yes. crankiness and the daily download <laughs> that your kids need to do on you because everything's your fault. Yes, I had to say to my kids, because the thing is that I always imagine picking them up from school, which is something I never did with my first child. We had like a nanny or after school care or various things. Um, and I always came home about six. But I, I really wanted to, to pick up the kids from school. And because I work for myself, I had that luxury this time and I didn't with my first child and I always imagine that it will be this beautiful reunion and I get in the car and how's your day and they'll tell me that's and secret. they'll hug you in front of everyone and in actual fact usually the first thing they say is have you got anything for me to eat yeah and you do and I, if I can remember to grab something from you know the cake table at work I do but usually I don't because you know I just don't um and then it will usually be some complaint yeah. or other and I've had to say to them a few times if you don't start treating me better when I pick you up from school. I'm not coming. I'm not coming. I'll organise for someone else to pick you up or you can stay at school until 6 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, that's and, right. Um, so anyway, yes, the afternoons are hectic because I haven't switched off from work yet. I can't. And then I had to say to them then when they were on my case about, oh, you look at your phone. And I'm like... That's because it's four o'clock and most people are still at work. But I left work early so I could pick you up, but I still have to work. Yeah. yeah. So do they do, do you work alongside them when, when they're doing homework and the like? Or? So what happens is that we've we found a bit of a balance where I've tried getting straight home and getting them to do their homework, but I find that they need a bit of unwind time. Totally. And yeah. I also usually have some things that I've had to finish because usually I've run out screaming from the office in the middle of something. So they usually head off and watch TV chill out, have a snack. Um, they're old enough so that they can get their own snacks. I will jump back online for another hour or so. And then at six o'clock, shower, do a bit of homework together. Or sometimes they'll come and do their homework. My daughter will come and particularly will come and do her homework while I'm doing my work as well. Um, cause she doesn't need that collapse after school, but the little one kind of needs to collapse. Well, we all Half need the that time, collapse you sometimes. Know what? I also we? just become, I was really resentful and overwhelmed in the first in first term about the amount of homework they both had. Um, and now I'm just not bashing myself up if we don't do it every day. Like if there are times when we just don't get it done, you know what? They're six and nine. It's okay. It's the letter D. It's not, <laughs> exactly. it's not going to damage. <laughs> D, D is, is for damage. damage. T is for therapy. <laughs> and that's what you're doing to me by sitting needs <laughs> more of. Let's talk about school one more bit, though, because I heard you complaining the other day about all the school activities, the assemblies, yes. the parent-teacher nights, the plays, yes. the, all that sort of stuff you go to. How do you squeeze that in? Where do you grab time for okay, that? Okay, so once again, um, I know that I am very fortunate that I am self-employed and I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I'm not reliant on anyone else when I want to go to the assembly, the open day, the Mother's Day morning tea. Um it's still stressful and I still have been quite resentful this year because it feels like at my children's schools at least there is an expectation that parents will be at school a lot um, for various things and, and I get a little bit exasperated with that because I just find that there's a huge amount of pressure um, to be there and of course you want to be there for the big things and the important things but I also there's a part of me that feels that do they need an audience for every single tiny little thing they do and maybe I just don't remember my mum coming to school very much. Our mums never was, did. I don't think they did. There's another pressure on us. School was a place came. for the kids. It mm -hmm. wasn't. There wasn't this expectation that parents were there to witness every tiny little yep. achievement. Mother's and Day barbecue. Father's Day. Yep. And Certificate so of the there's week. that. Yep. But it's interesting then in every survey about women, women are prepared to earn less 
in exchange for having flexibility or control around their own hours. The biggest cause of stress for women is not having that flexibility. So, um, you know, we are very flexible in terms of if, if the, the women on our staff with kids who want to, they've got open day, they've got first day of school, they've got orientation, they've got, you know, there's big, a whole lot of stuff And these can now. be big life moments, especially those yeah. transition points. And you do yeah. want to be there for the important stuff. Yeah. But it is, it is also a balance. So my thing also, I've got a hard line rule, is that I will make time for those. What I won't ever do is the parent social events. So we don't do trivia nights. We don't do um, school cocktail parties. We don't do any school social events that are just the parents. Um, because I'd prefer to be with my kids during that time. Okay. What about friendships, though? Because everyone yes. we've talked to so far on this podcast, rather than have, you know, some meditation retreat or no. something they do that makes them feel better, they all mention friendship yep. as a basis and a bedrock for keeping life together. Yeah. It's a non-negotiable? It's a non-negotiable. So the only places I ever am in the in the night time is at home in my pyjamas, if possible, before 6 o'clock. That's the other thing that's key for me, by the way, is when I get home I have to have a shower and get into my pyjamas. The earlier the better. I don't care if I get home at 4.30. I have to have a shower and get into my pyjamas. Now, every time I'm in the shower, I've always got um, either a podcast or the, the radio on, so I'm always listening, not to music, but to... I just like information all the time. I like to bathe in it, literally. But um, I have a shower, and that to me is that real demarcation between work and home. Wash that, off the day. Wash off the day, put on my pyjamas, never happier. Sit on my bed with my laptop, never happier. The only time I go out during the week is to dinner with my girlfriends. So I don't go to any, again, no functions, no black tie, no balls, no movie premieres, no fashion shows. I get invited to all of those things. I you have, could be an A-lister. I have for 25 years been invited to. to all of those things. I'd yeah. rather stick a fork in my eye because <laughs> I love being at work. I love being at home with my kids and I love having dinner with my girlfriends. And that's all I want to do. Okay. So dinner out with girlfriends oh, occasionally. Everywhere, I, every week, if it's more than, if it's been more than two weeks, I really feel it. And just different girlfriends at different times. Just, yeah. you know, you have yeah. a kind of a cycle of catching up with yeah. Various girlfriends. Okay, and what about dinner at home? Because you're not a kitchen goddess. No, I think it's fair opposite. to say. No, no. <laughs> so, so do we... you take the stress out of me a lot of times by... By not cooking. Not I take cooking. the stress out of my family's life by not cooking. So we get by on a combination of my son cooks, my mother-in-law cooks. We have sort of healthy takeaway, um, you know, chicken shop, various things like that. So that's and there's another hour saved. Have you how done? we get through the week? There's okay. still you still have to sort of assemble things, but um, yeah. And now the other thing you have, which is another bedrock of your day, is you always put the kids to bed. I do, and that is a time where you stop yes. looking at the mobile. I do, and I actually get into bed with them, and my, my husband always is like going. They need to get to sleep because we'll be in, in bed like and I'll be just chattering, chattering, chattering to them because my favourite thing, I've always been very honest about the fact that I do, I'm not a great player. I don't like playing games. I don't like playing board games. I, when they were little, I used to, didn't like used to taking them to the park. I'm not into playing, but I love talking with my kids. Absolutely love talking. So we will get into bed and just download on the day. Just it's it's my special time. So I do that with the two youngest ones. Teenager's not that keen on me getting He's into not bed letting you in there anymore. <laughs> no, but we'll we'll usually after I've um, put them to bed and I've had I'll catch up with both of them and we'll do the youngest ones reader and make sure everyone's done their homework. I'll usually go back downstairs and catch up with my teenager. 
depending on, you know, what he's into. I mean, he's studying all the time, so he's around a lot as well. Mm-hmm. So it's another non-negotiable for you? Yeah. Oh, that's a non-negotiable. Well, not if I'm out. Like, I don't, it's fine if I'm not sure. there. But I, it's, I really like that as a touch point in the day. So um, that's that's just always been my thing with all of my kids is and then at you, night time. And then you're watching TV or watching yes. latest episodes or so then, back online again, aren't you? Yeah. Then I'm often um, sitting in front of the TV back online. Or these days I'm trying not to be on my computer. My, You know, Jason's very much no laptops in bed and I'm a very noisy typer. So I will either go and I'm actively trying to go and watch Orange is the New Black or watch something on Netflix, um, inevitably I'll have an overflow of work that I'll have to do, but I'll try to do it on my phone. It somehow feels a little less worky than getting my laptop out. <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, not really. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking it's still work no matter the size of the screen. But, but it's hard because for me work and leisure are so connected. connected because I have to look at Facebook for work in the same way as, I, you know, I have to... If, if I didn't do what I did, I would still be out there looking at the sites I'm looking at on social media, reading, gathering information. I still would be doing that. What time do you go to sleep? Um, I'm a brilliant sleeper. So I usually, I, I can go from um, looking at my phone to going, I want to go to sleep now and being asleep within 60 seconds. No. So I'm, an, I'm an Olympic sleeper. So no. I will just be on my phone looking at things and whatever, maybe reading some longer form pieces that I haven't been able to read during the day. And then I'll go to sleep usually around 10.30. I don't know how you do that. I know. That's a great skill. I need a lot of sleep. When you've yep. got anxiety, um, the three important things for me, everyone's different, but sleep, um, routine and exercise they're the th- and medication. They're the four most important things for me in managing my anxiety. Mm. And you fit those in every day. I fit my medication in. No, I do. <laughs> yeah. I really need to make sure that I've got those four pillars covered. Otherwise, um, that's when I can get a bit wobbly if I don't. And have you got any other final, not that you're here to give your advice, it's about no. how you kind of, you know, scramble your egg of a day. but Get as much help as you can afford. I've also got a cleaner. Um, who sometimes will prepare a meal if, if I'm not around, uh, which I am not Don't around. Don't you have a sleep whisperer time. under your stairs or something <laughs> like Mark Harry Latham, Potter? That's right. Mike Latham seems to think I've got a house teaming with servants. Um, I had a sleep whisperer for three nights with my two youngest children when they were six months old, and that's probably the best investment in our family I could have made because, yeah, sleep, sleep deprivation is a killer, particularly when you have anxiety, but just for any new mother. Like I was, when I had my youngest, I was running Mamma Mia already and I didn't have maternity leave because you don't when you work for yourself. Um, so yeah, that was, that was, that was key. And for us also having a cleaner is an investment too. So anything that's a real friction point in your relationship and for us cleaning is because I'm really messy and my husband's really tidy. It's cheaper than therapy. Okay. All right, nine I. She goes off to sleep ten thirty. That's how <laughs> That's she does me it. out for the day. Thanks, Mia. You've been listening to I don't know how she does it with Mia Friedman. My name's Sarah McDonald, and you can see more on mamamia.com.au and look for more podcasts from our network as well. And this has been brought to you by ComBank Start Smart Program.